Are we doing three each? Three each. Three each. Okay. Perfect. This is where shit gets real. This is where it gets real awkward. <laughs> this is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on wellness, created by the real life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to season three of the podcast. Hey, everyone out there. I'm Sean coming to you. Um, True North podcast. My three main facts are I love pro wrestling. I have never owned a dog and I cannot live without eggs. Hi, I'm Rachel. I've been really into foot baths lately. No matter how many times I chew corn, I still poop out whole kernels. And our lightsaber has been making noise even when it's turned off. Hi, I'm Janelle. I'm jumping out of a plane for my 29th birthday. Machu Picchu is my happy place. And I wish my life was a musical, but with numbers less than 15 seconds long. And we are your hosts of the True North Collective podcast. Okay. Okay, we did it. Okay, Sishan, I officially love you because everything you said was great. Rachel, <laughs> poop. <laughs> I, had to, I had to bring back the poop. Like, where's she going with this <laughs> I had to bring out the poop. We've been, I, we bought so We many... haven't talked about poop in a while, actually. I know. Well, so the, the reason why it's coming up is because I, I went to, <laughs> well, it's happening. And because I went to Trader Joe's way before we were supposed to, like when everybody was like, there's not going to be any food. And so <laughs> I went to try and get some food and like the whole frozen section was out. And so I'm like, Dylan, what do I, what should I do? And he's like, just get whatever you can. And all they had was corn there. And Oof. so I was just like, I got all this frozen corn. So we've been mixing frozen corn in everything that we've been eating. And I'm so sick of corn. And yeah. literally, like, I think two days ago, I was like, I tried, I literally sat and tried to chew like 30 times. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I can make it so that corn, I don't <laughs> poop out full kernels of corn. But you it don't didn't. digest corn very well. I know. I don't, no. I don't naturally, but I don't, I don't think humans maybe do. No. But I was don't. chewing it corn. for so long. Like how did it go back together? I don't understand. I don't think it's kind of like a myth that it's good for you. Not that it's going to kill you, but it's definitely not. Yeah, uh, that should not be incorporated in the good vegetables to eat, unfortunately. (laughs) That's probably why they were all there. (laughs) So is your your apartment haunted now? Is that why the lightsaber's going off? I don't know. So in the end, Janelle, you're going to lose your shit. (sighs) So, okay. You get a ghost during quarantine and I don't? (laughs) (laughs) I had to, like, bubble up like crazy because – so even this morning – okay, so we have – we went to Disneyland. My parents live in Southern California. And the new uh, Star Wars is like world is there. And that's why we went. And so we got this special thing where you can make your own lightsaber, which was amazing. And wow. so we have the lightsaber <laughs> like mounted on our wall. And it's off. And for the last two weeks, it's been like if all of a sudden we'll just hear like, and then we're like, what the fuck is that? And we finally realized that it was the lightsaber. And it, it, yeah, it happens at least once a day for no apparent reason. I haven't been able to find any correlation to it. I decided to tell myself that it was like protecting our space. So when something's trying to get in, it goes off. 
But then this morning, I'm listening to music, and all of a sudden, it sounded like rushing water was coming through my speakers. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And I'm like (laughs) running through the house because I thought like the, I don't know, the sink was exploding or something. So I don't know what's going on, but something. I haven't seen anything yet. So that noise was unrelated to the lightsaber. No, but but this morning the lightsaber Related to the ghost. I I mean, I don't know if it's a ghost, but if you want to believe it's a ghost, you can believe it's a ghost. But it's something. I think something energetically. And I had a... I was meditating this morning and I was meditating with the South. I don't know if anyone's familiar with Medicine Wheel. Sean, I know you are. Oh. But I was meditating with the South, which is all emotions, inner child. Yeah. The mouse, taste, giving, trust, and innocence. Yeah. I, the message they gave me was um, emotions are life. And so my whole meditation was like recognizing that life is literally in the minute details of the emotions that we experience and to allow them and um so i don't know maybe that brought something into my electricity i have no idea (laughs) wow that's amazing you're like um yeah you could be like channeling energy like matilda that's what i was thinking (laughs) but yeah but you don't know it so it's just like going all over the place and it's like showing up in inanimate objects I know dude I meditated with the east yesterday and that's all about spirit wisdom and basically the visual I got there was I can't believe I'm sharing this with the entire world well the 250 (laughs) people that follow us um but they in that one it was the wisdom and source energy is here so like Mm. often I keep thinking that I need to like get it from some other place and it was like it is here and then I put my hands on the ground in my brain and then I actually did or in my mind's eye and then I actually did and it was like this blue network that was just like and I was like lightsaber is blue too isn't it no it's green but green is good so the lightsaber when it goes off is doing good things that's what Colin and I keep telling ourselves yeah, I bet that's it though. I bet it's not a ghost because you have like crazy powers. Aww. I feel like you haven't tapped into yet, so that's probably it. Yeah, they're it's they're just being tapped into now. Yeah, yeah. I will save the world. Too much energy in one room for a long period of time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I was that is weird too. Did I tell you when I was visiting my brother? We. Oh my god, maybe you're right. You're fucking Matilda. You're Matilda. Did I tell <laughs> did I tell you about how no, his you stuff started? Okay, we're sitting there in the kitchen having a conversation about life, and all of a sudden a fire explodes out of the electrical unit. And he is set up with a system because he does computer programming for crypto mining. And so he's got like surge breakers on surge breakers and all this stuff. All of a sudden the thing fucking explodes and we're like, what the fuck? And like, we both look at each other and yeah, fucking one of his like electric things exploded. Were you angry at the time? No, we were talking about life. <laughs> I feel like explosions correlate to anger. Well, this explosion, it was a, or, love, a love and life explosion. Yeah, I was going to say a breakthrough maybe perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! A fiery breakthrough. A fiery breakthrough. Fire and brimstone. You gotta keep us updated. <laughs> you gotta keep us updated. 
I will. I'm I'm fully, I mean, a year ago, I would have been like, oh my God, but I'm like fully (laughs) embracing it. I think it's because of like the community, Sean and like that community that we're in is just so honestly amazing and open to letting us, each of us kind of explore what else is beyond this physical while also honoring the physical and that I think that's really allowed me to kind of go to new places um, that I never would have before because my family really wasn't into all this stuff at all. But I do know that I ha- that I have, a, I mean, we all have magic within us, but I really, really, I can feel it in me more than ever before. So Awesome. That's a, that's a great, like, in, intuitive feeling when it's like we keep doing our work and, I don't know. It's like an internal like validation of just like, I believe that there's something special inside of me. So I'm just going to keep doing my work. And it's like these little snippets we get to see, like, like the environment you're in or the place in your life you're in. Now you feel the most powerful you've ever felt, you know, and all the hard work and all of your meditation and stuff has, has led us here, you know, cause I, I kind of feel the same way. It's like taking people's energies in, but I'm also like, I need a fucking break, dude. Now I'm getting one. So like, yeah. you know, I'm not like this sucks that it's under these circumstances, but it's, but it's also like, again, we could, we could be like my parents that just sit and watch the news all day and in, in fear and anxiety, or we could, you know, understand and know what's going on, but also do our work to not get caught up in the fear and anxiety, even though we'll probably have those moments as we are having. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, what, it's day, like, 10, I think, in California of quarantine, just when we're recording this, so people know what we're, we're talking about. Because by the time yes. we release this, I pray that, uh... <laughs> I, don't no know. Longer... I don't know, Janelle. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> I just... Yeah, Lululemon just sent out a note that we have pay protection until April 26th, which, you know... Oh. That's amazing. Is amazing. Is totally amazing. They've been incredible to their people. Um, But the fact that they are extending it to that, I mean, is... That's a big... Yeah, that's a big deal. I know. Yeah. I mean, we... Yeah, they're doing a lot of stuff. I I actually... I don't know how much I'm allowed to share, but they're kind of... There's certain benefits that we have that they are recognizing could be better served within, like the ambassador network that they have. Cause like a lot of our ambassadors have owned studios, they're small businesses and they're really getting hit hard. And so they're trying to figure out ways of like pulling back certain benefits that no one's actually really using right now to be able to funnel those funds in a way that makes sense. And like, they're actually, and they're including us in those conversations, um, which is really cool to witness. Like we're not and it's almost like a every other day we'll get an update of like, hey, yesterday we said we were going to do this, but we from feedback we've realized that this might be better. And so we're all kind of getting to learn with with them as they're making these unprecedented decisions around how to run a profitable business that's also taking care of its people. I've been really impressed. So, Yeah, I mean, I haven't – obviously, I don't know as much as you do, but just from that alone – it's quite impressive because that's not how most of the industry is responding now. Yeah. I'm watching a lot of companies, whether they be the small businesses or even some of these larger corporations like in the tech industry that relate to fitness, beauty, and wellness. And 
they're not handling it the same way. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I'm Lululemon. But this episode will come out on April 24th, and I am hoping... <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be exactly what it's supposed to be like i i mean if you would have talked to me two days ago i was like oh my god but today i am like in full trust of where i am and you know i don't think i know some people are i i'm seeing some people really be like this is going to be the catalyst for all this sweeping change and i, I don't necessarily think that that's what's going to happen but I do know that everybody on even like the smallest level is being changed by this experience and there's no way that that doesn't have an implication to the external world um I do think a lot is going to go back to normal um, but I think this is planting a seed that is going to create definite shifts in in the future um some that might happen right away, but some that are, I mean, this is absolutely going to change down the line for sure. So, yeah, I know for me personally, I feel like by the time this ends, I'm going to be a whole new person. person. <laughs> I'm doing so much self work right now. Yeah. I'm like right. we're just going to fast track this. I was like, Oh, 2020 focus on me. <laughs> it's going to be done in like two months. Yeah. I'm like, well, that was a year's worth of self work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lifelong journey, Janelle. <laughs> nah, oh, I hear you stop growing and changing at thirty. So, dude, I I remember when I was in my, I think you're like the age when I kind of first started to, I got my first tattoo. I shaved my head. Like I was just like, I'm gonna face this cancer, and um, and I really was like, okay, I've got it. Like I've got this, and I like had a good ride of like new self you know connection for like a year and a half and then all of a sudden <laughs> all of a sudden I was like wait what the fuck it's not all fixed and you know now I'm at the place where I realize and we've talked about this like the infinity loop like you know we tend towards certain lessons and I think I just keep learning them in new depths and in new arenas yeah all the demons are coming out of my closet so see you guys on the other side <laughs> you're not alone mm-hmm. <laughs> they have escaped <laughs> more than one ghost in this house you guys have demons too <laughs> yeah <Right>? demons yeah <laughs> oh my god so funny um sean what was your first uh random fact Oh man, pro wrestling! I love it. Pro love wrestling. It so, so That's a, you love that. So does my boyfriend. That's so crazy. Why? Man, I don't know. I've loved it since since I can remember. Just watching it. I'm originally from New York, so I remember uh, me and my dad would watch all the different. Um, they call them promotions. So you have like WWE and um, a few other ones around now. But you know, same thing back in the day. But it's. I don't know. I guess when when I was born, it's like <laughs> it's funny, but Hulkamania was like running wild. Yeah. So <laughs> so I I don't know. It was just it, just the boom of the eighties, and um, you know I've I've talked about this. Has been one of my theme in in my yoga classes before, and how I just remember you know WWF superstars and 
I don't know. There wasn't very many. I don't know. I guess I was so young. I I just realized like, what's a superstar? This is amazing. Like these big, strong guys going out. And um, so I don't know. It's just always been uh, just a really, really soft spot in my heart and i i think i stopped watching it when i graduated high school and then you know got into all the crazy shit and <laughs> then when that started to calm down um i just kind of jumped back into it. it was like yeah why did i stop watching this and i don't know it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like a soap opera where you, you just lose an episode and then you pick it back up and you're just like all right there's some old characters i remember along with new characters and what are the storylines and all that stuff. And now I just kind of relate it to <laughs> the business of wrestling is very much like the business of yoga, I think, in my eyes to where it's like you, you know, you don't want to work with assholes. So you, you go to the places where not very many assholes are, are yogis. So that's a good thing in, in our world. But, um, you know, you, you show up for yourself, you support your team, you you stay healthy yourself you make sure your team is staying healthy you know it's a that's really where i get i think now my love of wrestling where it's like man everyone's working together and it's not just all about a certain superstar even though you have you know people that are that are somewhat bigger than others but it's it's team effort and i don't know it's just gotten bigger and better all throughout the years that's so crazy i never really thought about it like that I love I know. <laughs> I love that. It's so true cuz like each yoga teacher or even you know I'll say meditation teacher cuz I have a yoga certification but I don't teach. But each one is a little different flavor and each is trying to really hone in on what their their teacher archetype is so to speak and and all are necessary and it's not about one you know being the ultimate, you know, it's all coming together and having different styles and approaches to lift everything up. Yeah, that's right. really cool. And it's funny because in wrestling, you know, like you have, they give you your gimmick and you're like, yeah. okay, you're the under, you're the undertaker. So you're going to be this graveyard guy, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, some, some gimmicks, especially in the early days, were very, very silly and very just dumb straight up dumb they had like a dumpster guy and a hockey goon person so it's like, it's like <laughs> what the fuck are y'all doing you know like it's, it's great when they create you know fictional characters but when the person puts their heart and soul into it and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of professional like gimmicks that certain humans couldn't have pulled off because they either would have not been all in or they either would have just kind of I don't know what to do with this. And in the yoga world, it's like we don't have our gimmick, but it's like we all have something special about us that makes us so powerful and such a powerful entity in our community to where, you know, again, you don't have to be the biggest, most famous superstar. You really just know how to work. And and if you know how to work and if you know how to, you know, again, in the wrestling world, if you know how to take bumps and if you know how to cut promos, if you know how to make the other person look good, then you're a great worker. And if you know how to bring out the best in other people in our world, then we're great workers. This correlation, I've never, never considered. I know, I'm like, my jaw is on the floor. I love this so much. <laughs> okay, I could talk about wrestling for hours. This is great. <laughs> and so you're going to have to move me on when you're ready for No, but I, I have a very important question, though. If both of you were wrestlers, what would be your gimmick? 
What would you go for? Oh, man. That's such a great question, Janelle. I already know. I already know. Go, okay, Rachel. you go. You go. Yeah. I, okay, how do you say it? You just say what your gimmick would be? You can, or you can, in, in wrestling. Announce yourself. You can, yeah, you can cut up. They call it cutting a promo where, you know, you go up and you say, like, let me tell you something mean, Gene. I'm so-and-so, <laughs> and I'm going to come at you with the blah and the this, and, you know, it's great. Okay, I'm going to totally just riff, and this is going to be the most embarrassing thing ever, but it's okay. (laughs) All right, you guys, I'm a homeless lottie, and I'm going to take your garbage, and I'm going to make it my meal, and I'm going to rummage around in the trash can, and I'm going to throw it at your face. (laughs) Is that good? That was amazing. That was amazing. (laughs) I want to give you a contract right now. I'm totally, my gimmick would totally be homeless. Rachel, you would have been proud of me. Someone told me the other day that I looked like a crazy pigeon woman, like the type of lady. (laughs) She's out in the square feeding the pigeons because I had sweatpants on. I had a dress over the sweatpants. I had a beanie on and I had like a coat on. And they're like, you look like you're about to go feed pigeons in a square. And I was like, dude, let's do it. (laughs) Oh my God, I love it. I was like, Rachel would be so proud of me. Sean, I don't know if you know this, but I have coined my style homeless chic. <laughs> that is the best because you have. <laughs> you see it, don't you? <laughs> it's so serious. Like, it's a true category. It's, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's once it becomes a thing, I'm going to be over it. But I mean, it's, I have so much permission. Like, my hair right now is just. It's trash. It's trash. It looks like I should have like, leaves in it. And it looks no. so hot. No, 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 dude. It looks so hot. I'm like, this is exactly what I'm going for. It's amazing. Do you guys remember Jenna Marbles? No. She's a YouTube Jenna Marbles? Star. Jenna Marbles. I know. Um, I just swallowed the mar, but um, she had a song, I don't know, one of her YouTube videos, and she's like, I got three looks, three looks, three looks, a 12-year-old boy, a homeless man, and a hooker. Oh, my God. That is, I think I might be Jenna Marbles. Yeah. I mean, I you absolutely, should go back and watch that video. It's really old. Dude, but I absolutely have a 12-year-old boy phase. When I first mm-hmm. met Dylan, remember when my head was shaved? Mm-hmm. Wait, you didn't know me then. You know me at the Mohawk. Well, you have Mohawk. Yeah. It was, like, partially shaved when I knew you. So... When Dylan and I first started dating, I literally looked like a 12-year-old boy. And we went to um, Florida. And we, like, the whole time, the only reason you could tell that I, is because I had, like, a bikini on, which I guess doesn't even really even say anything these days. Because I, like, oh, my God. It was so funny. The whole time we were just joking around that he was dating a 12-year-old boy. And he was, <laughs> he was like, can you please stop? <laughs> I'm sure he loved that joke. <laughs> God, I am not the most okay. All right, who's somebody else's gimmick? <laughs> Sean, go. What's your gimmick? I need oh, to think man. of myself. If you're if you're homeless Lottie, then <laughs> I'll be Mister Bonnie, where you cannot have anything of mine because I have all the money. But it works. Oh my god, it's. I kind of love it. I think I was maybe supposed to be an actor because I you're, I totally your was. promo was great. Like you were like, I'll take your garbage and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat it for my fuel. <laughs> there's, 
there's like animations on Skype that always pop up if you hover over the heart and one is that person just like slow sarcastically clapping and I feel like that's just <laughs> 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 gonna okay, drop it. Do you guys watch Saturday Night Live? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. I wish I would watch it a little bit more nowadays. Okay, I have to find the episode. I'm going to Google it and find it. But there's they do um, a parody of Newark Airport. And one of the guys dresses up like a baby. And, like, adult men that dress up like babies is, like, I, I die laughing. And he comes on <laughs> the screen and he's like, a goo-goo, a gaga, a goo-goo, gaga. <laughs> and it's like, I can't stop and... I think that I was supposed to be on Saturday Night Live in a sketch like that. Anyways, okay, I'm going to send it to you guys, and you can laugh, and then be like... Do it. Link it in the show notes. In the show notes, for (laughs) sure. It's a good one. Oh, shit. I just burst, and I muted myself, Rachel. You muted it? Why the fuck did you do that? I don't know. I do it. I always mute myself, and I burp, and then I'm like, damn it, Rachel wanted to hear it. (laughs) It wasn't a good one anyway, but it's okay. Yeah, Sean, my mom is like the world's best burper and spitter. And so when I was a kid, she would just like ridicule me because I was so bad at it. (laughs) (laughs) And Dylan is like the best burper. It's so loud. I mean, there's been times where he's burped so loud that I have to cover my ears and I'm like, ah! And so when I met, when they met each other, we've been dating for six years. And so when they met each other, my mom was like, oh, Rachel, oh my gosh. <laughs> Finally, a man I can love. Like <laughs> and we lived in this two, like a loft that was like cement. And so he would burp from the upstairs and it would just like be like, uh, like over everything. It's really disgusting, but it was also I'm, quite impressive. I'm so glad we're back to talking about pooping and burping. Like it's been yeah. too long. We've been too serious on this I agree. podcast. I agree. So, okay, Janelle, what's your gimmick? I think my gimmick. Okay, see, I wouldn't use words because I'm a noise person. Noises make me happy. So I think I'd be a raptor, and I would just go out and be like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I just blew out your ear. Do more. No, you didn't. Do more. I want (laughs) that was amazing. Just hiss and all the things. (laughs) Don't they go like That's what I would do. (laughs) My dogs are like, what is happening? They all just keep over. They're like, uh So I think I'd be a raptor. Oh, you for sure would raptor it up. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I love that. And I would make all the faces, and then I would have, like, the short little arms like raptors have, because I like to do that anyway when I'm trying to pretend to be a dog and cute, but this would be different because I would have my claws. I have, like, the two finger. Wow. I really wish you guys should me right now. I'd have two fingers out. They'd be curled <laughs> over. And then if I did choose to talk, it'd probably be in a witch voice, which has nothing to do with a raptor, but I just think it's fun. Your finishing move would be the claw. You could just claw. It would be. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, oh, exactly. And I wish I, like, I don't know how I'd have a tail, but I'd figure it out because my tail would definitely just knock people over. It would just like oh. bulldoze everyone. And then I would sit on them and claw. <laughs> Man, you got so many finishing moves. The bulldozer, the claw. All right, you win. The raptor wins. I'd just be trembling in my dumpster. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I'd be trying to pay you off, not to yeah. cut my face off. Sean's just like on the roof, just like trying to throw dollar dollar bills at it. <laughs> Raptor don't need money, bitches. 
amazing. I got to go last, though, so I kind of had a leg up in my decision. But... That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. This is amazing. I'm so happy uh, right now. I'm crying. Okay. So Small I think tip. we should introduce Sean. <laughs> okay, Sean. I can't say your last name. Beards are door for ignition. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's it. <laughs> okay, so Sean is somebody that I haven't known for very long, but I feel like I've known him my whole life and probably other lifetimes. Um, he and I are meditation teachers together in the Dallas community at Breathe Mind and Body, and he is, from what I can tell, because I've I've only heard you drumming on the Instagrams, but. Uh, just a beautiful musician who really plays through his heart, um, specifically focused on percussion. And then he is a yogi, yoga teacher, meditation teacher, and all around general badass human. Um, <laughs> just such a huge heart. And I'm so honored to know you and have you on the show today. Welcome. Welcome. Oh Thank you, my loves. That was ama- That was an amazing intro. Look at that. <laughs> I'm so, I can do it. A few times. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, thank you. Thank you for your words. I feel um, the exact same way. I'm so happy to be here um, with you guys and definitely um, feel the same way. Like we've known each other and um, all around badass human in you, Miss Rachel. So Mm, thank you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got to the person you are today? Um, Specifically, I like I'm really interested in um, how music plays a role in your life and movement, but yeah, tell us who you are. How'd you get? How'd you get here? Wow. Oh man. Um, so long story short, <laughs> I um, I don't know. I've always loved drums. I've always loved. I, I guess music in general. When when I'm from New York originally and um, Italian family, so we would have uh, our get-togethers every Sunday with the big meals and stuff. But every Sunday morning, we would all watch <laughs> Headbangers Ball together because it would be on at like two in the morning on Saturday nights when everyone would be sleeping, and then we would uh, tape it like old school, literally put the video and and tape it, and then rewind it, and then watch it the next morning. Um, so so me, much good nostalgia in this. I'm just saying, so much. Yeah, good well, nostalgia. thank you. Yeah, I'm enjoying no. it. Continue, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. I've always had just this love for drums, and I've always had this connection, um, this inner connection to it. And uh, I remember one of the first times in high school, I didn't play like throughout high school. I I bought my first drum set in high school, but. Um, I remember, you know, they, you have high school band and in my high school, we had like the showboaters where you get like the good musicians together and play. And I remember my, my friend was in it and he was such a great guitar player. And so I would sneak in there with him and we would just play random like songs that I didn't know how to play, but just that I love to listen to and that I could figure out because again, it's just something with rhythm and something within my body. I'm like, that's not super hard. Uh, I wish I still had that mentality now, <laughs> but, um, yeah, fast forward. I just, I bought my own drum set when I got my first job washing dishes and, um, ironically an Italian restaurant. And then from there, you know, that just kind of took over. I didn't care what I sounded like or what, you know, if things were right. I just really wanted to play 
songs and music that I enjoyed playing and that spoke to me. And I think that's how I got a lot of my a lot of my chops and a lot of just my rhythms was just doing that. But I also had a lot of gaps in my playing. So um, after playing in bands for a little while, um, started playing when I was 16, 15, 16. And I started playing in bands probably around like 1920. Um, I would start to take lessons, even though it was like, I knew something inside me like I felt like I wasn't a drummer. I felt like an imposter, I guess you could say, to where it's like I knew what I was doing, but I had really no idea what the hell I was doing. I didn't know how to write music. I didn't know how to um, count bars or I didn't even know about bars of music or anything like that. So it was just funny how I didn't know really anything, but I was still, you know, looking the part, quote unquote, looking cool on stage and making cool faces and, you know, doing some cool stick tricks flips and all this <laughs> stuff the that, tricks yeah, and the faces matter that stuff matters well thank you i think they do they got me a long way <laughs> um and i it was funny because i remember going to my drum lesson and just you know my teacher would would be just that he was he is uh, he still is my teacher and he's such a great teacher but he would always try to show me these fundamental things that i was not good at at all and i would just remember in my head just like all right man like just give me something cool so I can play it at the show on Friday. Like, I really don't need to know all this rudiment and fundamental shit. Like a dumb, you know, 20, early 20 something musician and myself would say. <laughs> so as time continued to move on, I was on tour and would be playing in bands and nothing super crazy, but we definitely had some great shows and we were definitely on the way up. It's like, it's like if you play Guitar Hero, we were in the band <laughs> that was playing the clubs and then we started like, getting a little better and moving up to like level two, three type of stuff. But, um, you know, after all that kind of fizzled out, it just left me very, I guess, depressed and very like, I didn't know what to do in life because that's all I had ever done was work as uh, bartending and, and a server, which I just fucking hated. I didn't like to make drinks or to mix drinks or anything like that. At that point, I like to drink drinks and that was about it. And towards the end of my drum playing, I really didn't even like to drink that or drink like that anymore anyway. So, um, and again, I've had a lot of these, I guess, breakthrough moments of just, I don't know, inner self of like being like, wait a minute, dude, you don't need other people to like do what you love to do. Like you really just need to hone in on your lessons and, and you know, your parents are encouraging you to go audition for places, but you're the one telling yourself you're not good enough to do that. And it's like, well, why aren't you good enough? Well, you feel like you can't read music or write bars or learn songs. It's like, okay, why don't you take lessons to do all of that? So it's like, I'm having these conversations in my head. And I'm trying to just really be, you know, the angel on both shoulders as to where it's not like, a, oh, you'll never be good enough. Well, what if I took lessons? Well, that's not going to help. It was more so, well, what if you took lessons? Yeah, take lessons and then you could be better. And then, oh, man, you love to play, you know, and then it was just a snowball um, effect into, yeah, you know, I don't even want to play in bands. I just want to work on myself and I want to learn how to play songs that I love that are super intricate and super, you know, polyrhythmic and just different odd times and stuff like that. So, um, oh, I think it's on both shoulders. 
<laughs> yeah, the same again. This stuff just kind of comes out when when you talk about it. So yeah. When um, did you start to turn to yoga and meditation? Because I. I'm guessing, were you doing that while you were touring? Was that a part of your life? No, no, it wasn't. I would I would always be into working out. So even when we would be on tour, uh, the band, a couple bands that we would tour with, they were, uh, there were a few older guys in, in, in their band. So uh, a few of them would, would just be sober. So we would all go to 24-hour, go to wherever the gym was around there that we had memberships too but i mean i definitely wasn't taking care of my body like i would do that and then just you know go party or whatever <laughs> so um towards the end it, it all kind of came to a head to where i again another one of those moments to where i was at a, a restaurant on one saturday and it was just like what do i what am i doing you know and and uh, people again in that atmosphere thankfully were so loving and compassionate that they would be like well why don't you know like you're so creative like why don't you cut hair why don't you try this or do that and it's just like yeah maybe I could do that so I started to get excited about stuff about options and then I started to go through well you know hairdresser would be cool but I really don't care about that I don't want to do that that's not something that I would love to do um, and around this time you know going to the gym I was getting back into it but again like same thing I never I would take training sessions from people but I, I didn't know how to how to depress my shoulders or how to flexion through my wrists or how to, you know, protract through something, you know, it's like, you, you don't know how to your body. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say it again. I said good words. You can tell that the yoga instructor in you. Like, yeah, no. And I mean, I like, I use these words now and I, again, I try to be like, well, Hey Sean, remember when you had no idea what the hell these words were. So like, say the words but also explain like what's going on and why like what's happening yeah it makes and you a good teacher thank you yeah i think so <laughs> <laughs> um so going to the gym you know that was one of my things on the top of my list was i could be a personal trainer it's like well you're not the biggest strongest guy but you don't have to be you just have to know what you're talking about and it was so funny. I mean, the universe really helps you out or throws you throws you something. But um, I remember I got to the gym and I wasn't even I wasn't even in there doing anything. I literally yawned in my car and something in my neck and shoulder just like set off. And that was at like eight in the morning by three in the afternoon. I couldn't turn my head. So um, something had happened. I don't know what happened. It was either stress or just overdoing something um in my body that had just taken a toll divine so intervention yeah yeah literally and so through that through that injury and you know i went to the chiropractor later on that day who i'd never gone to in my life and he you know was oh maybe yoga or maybe try this or i would just try and you know do these exercises and i started doing some stuff and I remember I tell this story um, in my yoga classes as well. I remember, you know, going into the like LA fitness class and I remember I was so scared and so like, I don't know, you know, I'm going to be judged. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And, you know, I walked in and thankfully the, it was only the teacher there so far. There wasn't, um, there wasn't any, you know, any other students hadn't shown up yet. And so, I just remember besides her being like the cutest like 
Hispanic woman. She was just so nurturing. And I, I don't remember. It's like that Maya Angelou quote. I don't remember what she said or what she told me or what she guided me through. But I just remember how she made me feel. And she made me feel so welcome. And it was um, just an amazing start on this new journey that I didn't even know was going to take me or where it was going to take me. So. You, you mentioned something um, early on in your description around losing, you were like, I was really rhythmic and then it, why wasn't? Do you remember saying that? Say it one more time. You, when you were first talking about your intro, you were like, you know, I grew up and I was rhythmic and I was connected to movement and then I wasn't. Yeah, I guess um, my grandparents had a, had a drum set like maybe I played on once or twice and then it like went away and then um so I just remember I mean as times changed I think music the music started to change so I wasn't really um I I love it now but like at the time you know you 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 like what your parents like and my parents don't like change so you know they didn't like grunge or they didn't like you know the stuff that was coming in so I was I don't know, like, I, I guess I kind of got bored with just listening to the same stuff. And then, you know, as a child, I guess toys and, and other stuff kind of took over. Um, but I remember, you know, I still, I, I did karate as a kid. I still love to play sports as a kid. I think, I think that's kind of what happened. Sports took over and um, fitness. And then I played football in high school for freshman and sophomore year. And then I think like the last like sophomore year was when music started to come back and I started to get into like grunge and I, you know, like I, I was older. So I started to realize, well, I can like what I like and I don't have to like or dislike just because someone who I love likes or dislikes something like I can like what I want to like. So I think that's when I, I got a whole new like refresh of music and energy to where it wasn't just, you know, eighties glam rock anymore. Like I was discovering punk and Marilyn Manson. Uh, I love so much and, and white and Rob zombie were big influences in me. So, and all these musicians have like, you know, it's not just one genre, like, you know, they have rock and roll and they have industrial and they have grunge. So certain artists just have all these different flavors and that's what drums and percussion is. It's not just a rock beat of, you know, four, four. It's not, you know, like you can play Latin and you can play, um, really anything jazz. So I think drums, you know, with, with one, umbrella you get so many flavors and it's just like yoga under one umbrella you get so many flavors that you don't have to like what i do you can just like what feels good for you and your body and music to me feels good in my body when i'm playing it rhythmically through drums as opposed to when someone moves their fingers on strings or on keys so yeah i appreciate that i the reason i asked is that i have also gone through ebbs and flows in my relationship with with rhythm I guess and I'd never really like thought about it that way um but I was a dancer forever and I was classically trained I mean I am a 80s kid and so we didn't have any of the contemporary stuff at least we had it but there weren't um 
we weren't being taught that. Like in order for me to get that, I had to go down into this into the city, into Chicago. And even that was still more jazz focused. And so um, I was very much, it was very much traditional movements. And the things that I wanted to do were like I always wanted to be like the Rat King and the Nutcracker or like the the things that nobody else wanted. Like everybody else wanted to be Clara and um, this uh, Snow Queen and the Sugar Plum Fairy. And I was like, no, I want to be a Rat King and like the Peacock. Like I wanted to be the weird things. And, um, you know, when I graduated from high school, a lot of people were like, you're really good at dance. You should go be like, take, like go down the route of professional dancer. And I just... I wanted to have a life. I mean, not that dancers can't have a life, but they kind of don't. And so I kind of really disconnected from dance to the point where when I would try to take dance classes during that time in college and after, I wasn't very good. And I was really disconnected from my rhythm, I think is really what it is. And I've never really been able to put those words to it. Um, and then when I graduated, slowly dance has started to come back in different ways, but it's amazing to me that like the other day I recorded this video for like quarantine dance, something or another, just to like, you know, move, to move the energy in my body and to feel. And, um, I've been taking classes in Dallas that are momentum based. So it's by these two dancers from in New York who are brilliant and want to bring, a really accepting dance community to Dallas. And so I support their classes and their whole protocol is like, not about like, this is an arabesque and this is a grand jeté, but it's a, okay, your body, like pull with your shoulder here. And then all of a sudden my body was doing shit. It has not done in so long. And I was like, fuck. And so I recorded this video the other day, just of like me dancing. And, and I, when I watched it back, I was like, I think this is the best dancing I've ever done in my whole life. <laughs> and it's just, it's cool to acknowledge that things that we are, I mean, I would say that's like, that's my first dances. I always say is my first language, but for many, many years, I was very disconnected from it and I didn't do a lot with it. And when I tried to, it was very forced. And so it's, it's a relationship just like anything else. Um, and it changes. So yeah that's amazing that's um yeah you said something why can i ask you why do you well you wanted to have a life yeah so that's why you chose not to did you just feel like your your just the hours of dancing and and prepping and for like the shows would would overwhelm you to where you wouldn't be able to enjoy life yeah it's funny i i honestly i do think the common it was a combination of um, being, having had cancer when I was 14 and 15 too. So that kind of my, so the social scene, like I didn't really feel like I had a lot of connection to people or that I'd actually experienced any normalcy. Um, because I was either like going through treatments and trying to figure out what that meant. Um, or I was, I, I was part of a professional, well, you know, not a professional dance company, but the dance company that I worked with filtered in was a feeder to a lot of professional dance companies. So we would work with a lot of professionals and then I was on the varsity dance team. And so I was, I was dancing constantly and 
my parents really had a very high expectation of me. So I was in like the highest level class, like all the honors, everything, even though I seriously don't know how I tested into some of them. But so I was just, and, and I had a job. So like I literally had no, that's not true. I did have a social life, but it just, I didn't really feel like I'd ever experienced just I don't know what normal people do experience who are like not trying to become like the next best dancer or the most smartest, you know, student. And so when I got to college, I kind of just like, I was like, fuck it. And I just, I partied and I did dumb shit. And (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, I, yeah, I dyed my hair and I like, I don't know, I just got piercings and like I just did all the things that I thought normal people did because I wanted to feel what it felt like um I actually didn't even make out with somebody until I was 20 that's how like much I was just in my own I just didn't even know how I was supposed to do anything or relate to anything or anyone and so um and I do think dance kind of became the safety place for me and I recognized that I needed, I couldn't only rely on dance. Like something in me knew that I, that I needed to figure out how to live beyond just the, my sheltered dance world. Cause in the dance world, I was cuckoo braids. I was like totally me, but it was in a very like safe bubble that I created for yeah. myself. So. Ah, yeah. I understand. <laughs> that's like um i love how you said you know like i wanted to i wanted to be the rat king yeah (laughs) well it's funny because it's like you know again it's just people in bands it's like no i want to sing or i want to be the guitar player it's like i want to be the person in in the front like in the front of the stage at all times type of thing um you know, as opposed to us to where like, no, I want to be the drummer. Like I want to have control over everything, but just be in the back. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, we, or, or we yeah. Like, a, we can be in a band because I want to be in the front. Oh, Janelle, always, <laughs> Janelle will always take the mic. <laughs> I, I got the best seat in the house sitting behind everybody. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You get to see the show. Maybe, I want to like jump off the stage and in the crowd and have the people carry me away. <laughs> you, you can. <laughs> yeah. Dude, maybe that's why we get along so well, Sean, because I've never really, I mean, I have met some other people, but I always picture myself as a very, very powerful person, but I'm, I'm not, you, I for sure can stand up in front of people and like inspire a crowd. Like I've, I've definitely done that before, but I prefer to be like the power that ignites other people to feel really powerful at the mic. I don't know. And I always see myself in like, it's not that I'm in the background because I'm hiding or that I'm not important or I don't know. But drummer, that's a really good, I like that visual for even myself of just like, you're carrying this really solid foundation for everybody to feel like they can you know, be held up to be their best. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. It's the same thing to jump back on our wrestling kick. It's the same thing with, with he like the bad, the bad guys in wrestling or heels. You can only be, you have to be pretty 
you know, sustainable and pretty like a great worker, I guess you could say, to be a bad guy because bad guys pretty much lead the match the whole time. All the good guy has to do is come back at the end and win the match, basically. So it's funny because it's like everyone wants to be the good guy and they want to be the champion and stuff, but it's really the bad guy who runs the matches and who, who you know, makes the good guy look good, and so to speak. So. Oh, my God. I'm like having I just that has connected so <laughs> that statement has connected so many dots for me. Like, it is. It's so true. Like, we always want to, I don't know, I felt like people have always wanted me to live, well, for many times I've heard people be like, oh, Rachel, I just wish you could be content. Like, or even in our world, it can become really saccharine. But like, and not that you need shit in order to experience good, but like, there's a place for that. And to yeah to recognize your ability to own all those parts of yourself is pretty powerful like and not have those things rule you but just be an aspect that you are aware of I don't know that's how I'm here I'm having like a out-of-body experience right now (laughs) it's so cool I just thank you for that no thank you I mean it's 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 amazing when you know, this has been like an aspect of my life where I, I look at the people around me and, and who, you know, and, and the conversations we have. And this is just a conversation to where, you know, I could be on it forever type of thing. And it's like the other ones in my life that aren't like this. It's also, you know, like, how do I, I don't know, like get it to be like this, you know, and it's the ones that I think we love the most that it's like, we can't. I know it's hard for me to go deeper with my family and parents, you know, especially in this time of them just being, you know, eyes in the news every minute, every day type of thing. Um, You know, there's nothing to talk about. That's all we talk about is news. And, you know, it's there's a time and a place for everything. But um, I feel, you know, since who we are and, and how we are and um it's just a really great conversation that's uh speaking to my heart so thank you (laughs) yeah absolutely and i think having a minute to breathe through what i was visually experiencing there um i think what also is making it so powerful for me is that um recognizing that in those bad guys in the wrestling matches they they, it's almost like they know themselves well enough that they're okay with people being mad at them and hating them. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I've recognized that a lot in boundaries for me as I've learned to own who I am and know that I'm going to ruffle feathers sometimes and that it's okay. That is, and other people are going to ruffle mine and that is also okay. And by them doing that, they are actually allowing me to be my own, what did you say, hero? Good guy? The good guy? Like, Yeah, yeah, you know, your own hero, baby face, as yeah, they would say. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and, like, and me too. Like, by me allowing myself, not, you know, again, I'm not trying to come from, like, everybody be shitty to each other, but, like, we're going to ruffle each other's feathers, and that doesn't make us bad people. And even when we do do something bad, it doesn't make you a bad person. It means like, 
everybody has something to learn to step into their own like greatness from that if they choose to and so I just love it I love it me I love it I love it because it's not always about just like rainbows coming out of my ass like in fact it <laughs> isn't a lot of times <laughs> yeah. So, Discord. Yeah. yeah yeah totally oh thank uh, you that was an unlock yeah. for me that's awesome <laughs> yeah. super cool no i had i had um a conversation very similar with um really a very special person in my life we we used to work together but um, she's the manager of yoga studio in town and, um, we would go and have dinner and stuff. And I remember a couple of years ago, there's, I wanted to do, I mean, I still want to, but I don't know, it's not, this practice isn't speaking to me so much anymore, but I wanted to do the 500 hour, um, teacher training with Dharma Mitra in New York. And Dharma Mitra has been around for uh, 50 years or more and just, spread the love and joy and, and teachings, um, for, for a long time. And at the time, you know, I had no savings account and my credit card bills were really high. And, you know, the training was like $5,000 or something like that. And so I remember we go have dinner and I'm telling her like, Oh yeah, this is my plan. And I want to do this and I want to do this training. And, you know, she 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 was very much a heel in that conversation because she was just like, well, that's kind of dumb, Sean. Like you have all these bills, you don't have any savings and blah, blah, blah. And like in the moment, I got so mad because I was just like, you know, how dare you tell me how to live my life? And this is my training and I want to do this. And I'm just sharing this with you because I want you to, you know, go along with my joy and, you know, feed my whatever ego, basically. And, you know, when I left, we, I didn't like leave like super pissed, but I just remember we were on good terms and I left and I just felt, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the word, uh, kind of vulnerable or kind of like dumb maybe, or ignorant to where it was just like, wait a minute. She did bring up some good points, man. Like, why are you trying to do this training when, you know, you, you really don't have a savings and you don't have this going on. And, that was like a big breakthrough. You know, I have, um, X amount of dollars in a savings account. Now my credit cards are almost paid off and I've done, I haven't done the Dharma training, but I've done a lot of other trainings that have equaled to over $5,000. So, um, it's really just when you can have people like that in your life, that, that, like you said, ruffle your feathers, but also like, light a fire underneath you or just, you know, kind of take you out of your, your, what is it? Bubble? Like we were talking about. And it's like, Hey, I'm not trying to burst your bubble, but I'm just trying to bring some reality to it to where, you know, like you have all this training and all these teachings, but like, you know, how is that providing for you now? And it was just a very big, like eye opener of just like, yeah, that's true. If I do the training, like I can't come back here and teach Dharma style like I could but it wouldn't it, there's not places that are going to hire you for that type of thing so she just she really kind of set in well like I really just want you to kind of look at what you want because you're you're wanting to do all these trainings but you don't really have like a outcome of what you want to do with your trainings and so 
that's I think when stuff kind of started to fall in line, money and and the the trainings that I have done have definitely all come into play <laughs> in my teachings and in my in my places that I work at and in my privates and in my own practice. So. Yeah. And it's important. I mean, when you get those, it, I've always had a hard time. I love, well, I don't love feedback, but I've grown to try to love it. <laughs> um, but, you know, you always have to make sure that it's coming from like someone that you truly trust. And then just remembering um, what do we always used to say when I was on a learning and development team, because we were constantly giving each other feedback. It's like you, what was the saying? Now I forget, but it's like something about spitting at the hay and like you're spitting up the needles and eating the hay like you you, you get to choose what what is a needle and what's hay um <laughs> but it's definitely relatable I've had that too like I, my ego definitely gets in the way when someone sees something that I can and a lot of times I double down then I'm like no fuck you I'm gonna do it like I'm putting all my chips in <laughs> and I'm gonna go for it but that's not always the best thing because it is yeah like what what's your intention what's outcome what are you actually trying what what is really your truth? Because sometimes in the moment, our thoughts can definitely overwhelm that that moment, or our maybe short term desires can overwhelm that moment. And sometimes people outside of us, again, that are you know we trust, can see things bigger picture right. than we might be able to in the in the moment. Right, 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 right. And uh, yeah, the tr- trust is definitely a big thing because. <laughs> You know, I, it, it could also be the other side of, of you know, like um, an enabler. Oh, no, you'll be fine. Do whatever <laughs> you want to do. Everything yeah. will be okay, you know. And it's great. Like, thank you. I, I appreciate you letting me be me. But I also need, like, the discipline and, the and like, the other side of, well, hey, have you looked at it this way <laughs> type yeah. of thing? You and know, that's just like knowing you, right? That person probably knew you well enough to know like that. Right, right, that right, right. Perspective could be beneficial for you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, yeah, it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about, again, just that and, and being better with money. I think I started, you know, reading some books on how to handle. I don't, there's, you know, there's so many public speakers now on how to do your money, but, um, yeah, it just kind of lit a spark of like, yeah, you know, if, if you really want to do this training, like we can make it happen, but let's make it happen in a very economic way to where you're not putting yourself deeper in the hole. So I love it. Um, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit, if that's cool. Yeah, please. So I, I, one of the things like I love following your journey on is that you, you take such a, I don't know, you're just like putting yourself out there with your music without, it doesn't really seem to me like you have like an end game, a typical end game that I would expect like people to have. Like I'm going to be part of this big band and be this big name. It just, it really feels like you're doing it for the love of it and you're just doing it to do it and to share your love of doing being connected to music and is that true first of all yeah i think so i don't um yeah because i'm not i'm definitely not going out there to be like hey look at me pick me i'm good i need a job you know that'd be great if someone called me and and the you know other elements were there but 
no, I really, um, you know, that's actually something I want to be better at because I feel unlike my yoga practice where it's like, oh, let's post a cool handstand pick or let's post, you know, just you sitting in Lotus to where it's like, you know, like, I don't know. It's sometimes my drumming, I critique a lot more. My music, I, I'm a lot harder on myself then. And I don't post very often because I'm not very... I guess, happy sometimes with how I sound or with, uh, but then other times I'm, I, I just go for it. And I'm like, dude, just get out of your head. People, people love it. You're a good play. You know, it's, it's mainly sometimes ego stuff. That's like, Oh, we're not going to post that. Or, uh, I don't know. It's, it'll sound better tomorrow. We'll post it type of thing. So yeah. I get a little, yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. I, I mean, truly, I don't really think there's a lot. I mean, I don't really see a lot of examples of people out there posting their work in progress or sharing and doing something for the love of doing it. And for me personally, I am so grateful that you do that because everything is always so curated and so like, like Janelle and I talk a lot about like body image stuff that's out there and how even the people who are like showing off new bodies, they're still really curated in how they post their, you know, you know, my, my stretch marks or my acne and, and, and there's still this like underlying, um, I don't know, like comfort. It's not, it's still not very messy. And so I love, you inspire me because you are, putting out your work in progress is, and being like, I love this. I am I, I, like, this is my heart playing. And, and I, I just don't, I, I appreciate you creating a space for people to be able to be that in the world, to be able to have permission to be doing something for the love of it. And not because they're like, you know, the fucking uh, da Vinci of drumming or whatever, you know, like you're doing it because you feel something and you're doing it because it's something to learn and grow through. And you're willing to share that with people. You're willing to share the messiness of it, the work and progress of it and the beauty that is in that, not just in the Sistine Chapel, you know, like the beauty in the rendering that happened at the age of 22 and a half, you know, I don't know. I'm like making up a terrible analogy, but hopefully that all makes sense. <laughs> yes. 100%. Well, thank you. Thank you. Cause I never, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it like that. I just kind of post and I'm, I, you know, again, it's like, yes, I do want to inspire people, but your, your words really help me to, um, just create more and make more stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. We had a conversation with um, someone from Vancouver who's an inclusivity consultant. It's actually going to go live today. And we were talking about um, just so in the world of inclusivity, we have a big conversation around he, she, him, wait, he, he, him, she, her, them, they, and how important yeah. <laughs> and how important <laughs> it is to, oh, just wait till you hear the episode. I just like, it is a tongue twister for me, but I'm a work, you know, it's a work in progress. Um, but we have a conversation in there about the importance of showing up as us, 
so that we can be a model for the human experience. And um, that's what I see you doing is like there are other people who might be interested, you know, like I glammed on to that aspect of what you shared, but there's other aspects of you posting that video that other people that give permission to other people in different ways. And that same can be true for me. You know, when I hold back, well, I, Janelle says this to you all the time, like, don't hoard your wisdom. <laughs> like, you know, when I hold back, <laughs> when I hold back sharing who I am, the world doesn't get the modeling and the permission to, you know, be themselves just, you know, and, and that goes for everybody. And, um, yeah, I just think it's, it's, we forget that. I think we we're living, we live in a very curated culture that is about like where you ultimately get and, you know, showing that level of success, but you know, success is every step of the way. I mean, I guess if you see it that way. And so, yeah. Be messy. Be messy. Be messy and like in a direction though. It's not like messy, messy, which I guess if you wanted that, that's cool too. But um, yeah, I just appreciate you showing a different side of the coin. Thank you. I love that description. I'm going to talk about that in my meditation today about being being the model, like you know, not like a Gucci model, but like, <laughs> you could be that too. You could be that too. Hey, you be any model you want to be Janelle. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And that's, that's something that, you know, I, I guess maybe I didn't know how rare or special that is, but like, I can't not be myself, I guess, you know, like I can't not fake something I can't you know especially if you know me you're you know when I lie or you know when I'm like not all in on something because you know when I'm all in on something then I'm like oh fuck yeah I'm there let me do it like excited yeah. type of thing as opposed to just like uh you know if you don't that's the one thing that I'm trying to be a better model at is like no not for me or no it's okay I don't I'm fine you know and I have but it's hard for me to say no to people or it's hard for me to not ruffle someone's feathers. You know, it, when, when, I don't know, it's, it's different, I guess. Like I can sense when people are in like a time of need and maybe it's like a little bit more love and compassion or there's a time when someone needs like feathers to be ruffled. And then, I don't know, I'm, I'm very much like a loving, compassionate person. So it's, it's hard for me to be a heel sometimes in those aspects of like, it's real easy, I guess, for other people to be like fake and, and not themselves as opposed to, you know, me, it's really hard to not be myself. So, um, I think when, you know, when we can be that model, we can let other people's guards kind of come down within themselves you know it just goes back to us being those structured workers of like a drummer and a dancer and we have the foundation of like wanting to ignite other people to get better so when we can show up ourselves you know hopefully others can maybe shed a layer of their selves yeah I think you do you do do that and that's why so many people want to be around you because it is a permission slip to be able to be 
ourselves. So you're doing it. Just keep doing it. I mean, not that you're not going to, obviously. It's part of it. Like, you can't change. So, yeah. Um, the visual of shedding the layer, too. Yeah. Gonna, that'll be a good quote, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have, we have one final question, but before that, just like a quick um, if you were going to speak to how music has allowed you to live your true north, what, what, how would you say that it has or it hasn't? Music has allowed me to live my true north because. When I started to play music, I um, very much a rock drummer and very much, you know, just a just a straightforward type of guy, cool fills type of thing. And um, in that version of myself, I was, you know, just in one box mm-hmm. of rock. And now, you know, through different expressions of music. I've found different ways to express through myself, I guess you could say. So it's like through learning different styles of music and tearing down all these barriers that have, you know, not allowed my, I guess, mental capacity to to learn how to do these styles of music and by pushing and pushing the envelope and just continuing to move, it's opened up so many different just compartments within myself, I guess you could say. So it's like each time, each time I open up a door in my mind, it's like getting to the next level and like super Mario. And it's like, who's going to be, what's going to be the next Bowser that I have to like get through to unlock the next level. And I feel like as I keep unlocking these levels, it's just, keeps unlocking more doors to my true heart and my unconditional divine yeah i I hear that was the most thing like i've never been more connected i know to uh, (laughs) mario and bowser i'm like i'm gonna start calling all of my hurdles bowser (laughs) anyway continue i think i think i have something sweet about me that since I don't know how to like scientifically put things into <laughs> words, I just break them down into the easiest fucking possible I love analogy that, of like, well, you know, you're trying help. to get past the fucking level three and it's like the <laughs> ice guy and then you can't get to the fire guy because, you know, so. No, that was perfect. I related <laughs> on that so deep. That was like my childhood and everything I'm going through right now. Like, I think I have all these pieces of paper on my wall right now about all the things I'm trying to push through and like, learn about I think I'm gonna start to reclassify so yeah. I'm gonna draw a little Mario and yeah it's good <laughs> and Thank sometimes you, you know sometimes you fall in the lava sometimes you get crushed by right. their, by the foot and you know, <laughs> other times you're gonna blow past the shit so yeah, you right. just just like in the 80s you can't stop playing your games you just gotta keep going yeah. <laughs> gotta keep throwing those turtle shells you know exactly yeah exactly well and <laughs> I love the idea that even when you're listening to music, you do have to tap into a version of yourself. Like I used to hate country Western and like I have an appreciation for it now, but part of that is in sitting in that discomfort and like finding an appreciation or an acceptance or who am I in this or what don't I like about myself when I'm hearing this? Like I never really thought about as a musician, you do embody the genre that you're playing and and there's like an ex, a self exploration in that. It's cool. 
Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Dry cough. <laughs> no, I know it's wrong. Ah. I'm taking a sip. <laughs> so, oh. so Sean, what is um? So we always finish our conversations by asking, um, what if you? How do you live? <laughs> My God, we've asked this question fifty million times. Why is this hard? <laughs> um, how do you live your true north in one word? Oh, um. Authenticity. Yeah. 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 Authenticity. Be okay. yourself. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. <laughs> I love it. And if people wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to reach you? Oh, man. Um, social media, of course. Um, on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, social media. Uh, I would say any of the yoga studio schedules, <laughs> but those will those will uh, be announced here shortly. But um, yeah, you can find me online. Uh, I'm working on getting a website going, uh, as well as a YouTube channel. But you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, um, Sean S E A N, and then Byers Byersdorfer is my last name and how you say it. And I won't spell it. I'll let you figure it out. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll put I'll put all of it in the show notes and before this episode goes live I'll make sure that I get all the handles that you have so that people can have access to them wonderful yeah please do and um you know just like I tell really everyone my students and just anyone <laughs> any questions if you want to reach out to me or just say anything about anything I'm the most approachable person and you know, sometimes I'll scratch my head and be like, why the hell is this person asking me this? But but, but um, it's not because of you. It's just because of me also being like, well, what 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 information do I have? So if you have any questions or anything, you just want to talk. I'm always available, always open because um, that's how we figure stuff out and connect. So I love it. You're amazing, dude. Thank you so yes. much. It's Man, so good to finally get to record with you. <laughs> yeah, same here. Uh, I'm just really honored and, and love you both. This has been another episode of the True North Collective podcast. For more from Rachel and I, check us out on the gram at the True North Collective underscore. And if you liked what you heard today, leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Otherwise, we'll see y'all next time.